obviously COVID has played, uh, I think a lot of people have felt the whole socialization thing, even if you had the social communities before, COVID has uh, thrown a spanner in the works with that. But you can make it happen. There are there's plenty of things online where you can be connecting with other people. It's just a matter of finding them and accepting that, yes, it means more screen time, but if the screen time is communication time, then that's not necessarily a bad thing. Welcome to the Homeschool CEO Podcast, the podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs who want to successfully homeschool their kids while running a profitable business. In this podcast, we'll reveal the truth of what it really looks like behind the scenes of an entrepreneur who homeschools and how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who currently homeschools or you want to start, you are in the right place, my friend. With 16 years experience combining entrepreneurship with homeschooling, I'm your host, Jen Myers, and this is the Homeschool CEO Podcast. You all, this might be the most interesting guest we've ever had so far on the Homeschool CEO podcast. Born in the UK, now living in Japan, homeschooling her only child, Joe is a Montessori-inspired, time-bending, travel-loving, creative business coach that helps moms build their empire around their family. Oh, and did I mention she travels the world, has amazing pink hair, and runs her entire business on 10 hours per month? Yeah, you heard me right. So I think we should all listen up to what Joe has to say today. So let's get started. All right. Well, Joe, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to actually speak to you eventually. <laughs> I think we met on Boss Moms originally, maybe. I don't remember. It was, it was group online. And then I went to your Instagram and I saw you and I saw everything about you because in homeschool CEO, we are so against the grain. We don't fit in with the stereotypical homeschool families. And I'm like, oh, this girl is one of us. Oh, yes, we have to. For you all, I know you can't see Joe right now, but she's got the most amazing pink hair. She is so cool. When at the end of this, we're going to tell you where you can find her on Instagram. She is somebody that you're going to want to follow. She is amazing. And we had to work a while to get you on the podcast, like going back and forth and you're in Japan and I'm in Iowa. So like our time zones are super different and we had to really make this work, didn't we? Yes. Oh, the time zones are always a nightmare, especially you know, because I'm in Japan. It doesn't seem to match with anyone apart from the Aussies. So yes. <laughs> But that's okay. So I'm so excited to have you here. So there's a lot that I want to talk with you about today. But one of the things I want to talk with you about first is looking like over your Instagram, one of the things that you talk about is this Kaizen sweet or Swiss cheese method. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, Kaizen is a Japanese method, which was kind of accidental. It's Kaizen it really means improvement over time. But after the war, the Americans were helping the Japanese rebuild, and they had this. The Japanese had this method in their companies in doing a little bit better every day. So an American guy asked a Japanese guy, "What do you call this method?" And they hadn't really got a name, and the guy just said, "Well, kaizen." And so in the manufacturing world, that continuous improvement has now been like 
cornered as being used as Kaizen. So that's where the word comes from. But as a mom, I feel that we can be using those like tiny steps improvement every day for our homes, our businesses. So if we're only doing one tiny thing a little, like tiny little thing a day, we can be improving, whether it be our homeschool life or our business life or our personal life. So I really embrace that like tiny steps to get to where you want, because you know what it's like when you're a mom and you're homeschooling, you've got business and it's really hard to do all of the things. And it's really easy to beat yourself up over not getting things done. So by just embracing the fact that if you've done one thing, whether it's send an email or you sat and read one book with your kids or you managed to prepare one meal extra for the later in the week, then, you know, you can give yourself a pat on the back because you've taken that one little step. And then the Swiss cheese thing, um, that is to help get started because I'm very big on productivity. I'm like, I think once you get clear on what you need to do, I'm very much getting there, just get it done sort of thing. And often I find the moms that I work with get stuck with where to get started. So they know what their big goal is and they know what to do, but then they're overwhelmed because there's so much to do. So Swiss cheese is just take one job and do that job. Just focus on that and get it done. And then take another one, which is like taking little bites out of cheese. So you've got holy cheese, hence the Swiss cheese method. (laughs) And it's just to help you get started when you're just feeling overwhelmed and you just, you don't know where to start. The idea is just start anywhere. Oh, and that is, that's so wise. And that's where so many moms are, especially right now with everything that's happening They They just don't know where to go next. So that is, that's such a tangible thing that they can just do just one thing every day. You know, we always talk about in our community, we don't have, to do everything at one time, even with homeschooling too, like just one thing at a time is completely okay. So I love that. I love that you teach that to your moms. So tell us a little bit more about your business side of everything. So I started off with a Montessori blog. Basically, this was pre um, Facebook days. So I wanted to share with my friends and family back home what we were doing in our home with my son. And just started a blog and I, I didn't know anything about SEO or any of that stuff, keywords or anything. I would just post pictures of what we've been doing and explain what we did. And the, the, the blog grew organically. I got quite a big following from it. And then I realized a lot of the questions I was getting was not so much about the Montessori side of things, like how do I present an activity, but more on how do I make time to do this? And I noticed there was a trend of moms struggling with making time to act. They, they knew how to do the activities, but they didn't know how to make time to actually prepare the activities or to actually sit down and do the stuff with the kids. Uh, you know, the day was running away with them. So um, after the big earthquake, tsunami, Fukushima disaster, I realized my little Etsy shop and blog weren't going to cut it if my husband lost his job. And so I decided to create online courses, move online, have a location independent business and actually start focusing on making money rather than just, I suppose before it was just like a little hobby business. And so that's how it kind of came about. And then from that, I started helping moms to make time, get more productive, get the house set up so that it works for them rather than against them. 
And yeah, that's kind of how it all happened. <laughs> wow. But isn't that how so many of our businesses started? We just, you know, we stepped one step at a time and it kind of pivoted and it changed as we went. And that's how so many of our CEO moms are, you know, they maybe didn't set out to build the business they have now. They just kept following life and said, okay, well, what about this? So I really like that. So you kind of had an aha moment going, okay, this is not going to cut it. So I have to change it. And so you, you made it work. So that's amazing. One of the things that really makes you unique, and I don't even know if you realize this, but there are a ton, so many, a ton, Joe, of parents that have only children. And they're like, I don't think I can homeschool them and run my business and be their sole source of entertainment. And I'm finding this more and more often. And I don't know if it's because we've, you know, for whatever reason, they've chosen to have one child or that's all that um, they were able to or whatever. But we have a lot of families that are considering homeschooling and they're entrepreneurs already, but they're worried about socialization, um, being everything for their child going, how can I possibly do this? Can you speak a little bit about what it's like to raise an only child while you're homeschooling and running your business? Yes. (laughs) So our journey, my son is now 15. From four to six, he went to kindergarten, which is the usual thing to do in Japan. And we sent him to a kindy that's run by a shrine. And it wasn't Montessori, but a lot of their uh, philosophies fell in line with Montessori. So I was happy for him to go there. And really, because all kids in Japan go to kindergarten, we knew that all his friends from the park would disappear as soon as you know, that April came round. So that was the reason why we sent him to um, the OTN. And then we did do Japanese elementary school. And that was because I can't teach him the Japanese. I can't teach him Japanese culture. Like I know about it, but it's not my culture. So we felt that even though we weren't happy with the academics and the way that they teach, that from a cultural side of things, he really needs to attend Japanese school. And so um, he went to Japanese school, but we used English and project-based learning after school. So he was still on a par with his English. And then when he got to junior high, we decided to pull him out of the school system because the uh, the high school system, well, junior and high school, is ridiculous here. And there's a very high rate of suicide in teens in Japan and one of the problems is that I feel that the kids lose connection with their parents and I didn't want that so I hear all this oh we don't get to socialize our kids but I feel that it's worse that the kids are not connected with their families Um, so here in Japan homeschooling is not a common thing to do at all we don't have any homeschooling communities where we live there are a few in Tokyo but they tend to be for younger children older kids homeschooling is kind of unusual we do have a lot of school refusers who are the kids that basically refuse to go to school it's not a conscious family decision to homeschool and that's very negatively looked upon 
So we were really worried that if we pulled him out of school, there was going to be negative consequences for the whole socialization thing. So I totally get people feeling that way. Um, what we have found is there were there were a few friends that ended up homeschooling as well. So we connected online with them. And he's made a lot of friends online. And we found different programs which allowed him to talk with other kids online. Uh, so he's not completely cut off. He's not you know, locked up in his bedroom with no friends at all. And his best mate who lives around the corner, we don't see him that often because he's now in junior high. He's a year younger than my son. But when we do see him, he's around here all the time sort of thing. So, but yes, it, I do understand it's a problem and I do understand it's an issue. But I find that we have got a really good relationship. Um, we talk about anything and everything. We have some really, really great deep conversations. and I don't believe that would happen if he was in the school system, basically because I wouldn't see him most of the time. You know, the kids go off to club activities before school, then they have school, then they go to club activities after school. And then they have, often in Japan, they go to Juku, which is cram school. So the kids are not getting back till 10 o'clock at night. So, and they have club at the weekends. So really there is a lack of time with the kids. And that was one of our main reasons why we decided to homeschool is because we didn't want to lose that family connection. So obviously COVID has played, a, I think a lot of people have felt the whole socialization thing, even if you had the social communities before, COVID has uh, thrown a spanner in the works with that. But you, you can make it happen. There are, there's plenty of things online where you can be connecting with other people. It's just a matter of finding them and accepting that, yes, it means more screen time, but if the screen time is communication time, then that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And also, I was telling another mom, that's the way of the future. Yeah. You know, whether we love it or we hate it, whether we embrace it or we ignore it, it is coming. It is here. And my youngest is 16. My older three are all out of the house now. They're adults. And so similar to your son, he has made life. He was our bonus child. So he's considerably younger than the other three. So the other three all kind of moved out at the same time. And he's been our only child for quite a while. But the same thing, this young man, he has his mama's heart for building communities. And he has built an entire following on Twitch and YouTube. And he talks to these kids. And he connects with them on a level that I look at him and I think I would have never done that at 16 because I wasn't raised with that. And it's so powerful. You know, we're getting ready to go to Arizona in just a couple of weeks. He gets to meet one of his friends in real life that he's had for nine years. Wow. They met on Minecraft and have continued their friendship all of these years. And he is, he's going to get to see the Grand Canyon with him. And he is beyond excited. So with your son, does he have friends then from all over the world? Yes. Yeah, so he's, this too. my son likes um, Twitter. He spends a lot of time over there and yeah. he'll come and he'll say, oh, this friend I've got on Twitter, his dad is a diplomat, diplomat and they live in America, but they've lived in Afghanistan and Australia. And he tells me all this stuff about these kids. And, and I think also because my son is half Japanese, half English, he doesn't fit into the Japanese box. 
And so he's never going to be fully accepted. And I, he knows that. He doesn't look particularly Japanese. Um, so I think having those friends that are overseas and different cultures, he's kind of interested as well. And that helps him realize that he's got a place in the world that, you know, whereas in Japan and the Japanese society, he, he doesn't fit into that box quite as well as a Japanese kid will. So giving him the chance to find friends outside of the school system, I think has been a really big bonus for him. Yeah. So what about you as a mom and as a business owner and an expat? What are you doing to find community for yourself? Um, same kind of thing, really. A lot of it is online. I've got, and the, I've got friends that I met when I started my blog back in 2007 that I've never met. Uh, some of, you know, many of them I've never met, but now yeah, everyone's moved over to Facebook and we're good friends on Facebook. I've seen their kids grow up and yeah, um, I feel there's a lot of really good connections to be made online. Um, I've got a Facebook group with a lot of moms that are in the same sort of boat and a lot of the online connections are really strong. But then also getting to meet people in real life that I've met online, like your son, you know, it's really exciting. And some of my best friends I met online originally. So I, I do understand that a lot of people have reservations about internet safety and all that. But I think if you follow your gut and you're sensible and teaching our kids to be sensible as well and, you know, not just go out meeting some random person that you've spoken to twice. <laughs> yes, yes, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so but I think wisdom. Yeah. With homeschooling, we've got that advantage that we can kind of peek over our kids' shoulders and guide them better on internet safety and all that sort of thing as well. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So then, so you're living in Japan now. How did you get from the UK to Japan? Um, I saw a job to teach English and thought, oh, I'll go to Japan and teach English for a year. That was 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you loved it so much you stayed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a typical story. I met a man and we got married and yeah. <laughs> Love that. I yeah, liked. I actually, one of my good friends from the United States, she did the, a similar thing. She went over and she actually met her husband. He was also teaching English in Japan, ironically enough. And uh, but he was from Canada, and now she has immigrated to Canada. But I, yeah, I. So do you ever do you travel? You travel internationally, correct? As yes. a family. Yes. So how do you make business and homeschooling work while you're traveling? Um, basically, we kind of world school. We don't um, or unschool follow the child I don't know whether you want I, I don't really slap labels onto things until so my son's first and second year of junior high he followed the Japanese curriculum but it was all online it was an online program um so he could do that from anywhere it wasn't it was classes that you just go in and do it when you want um and this year because he's finished all the junior high curriculum and because of what he's thinking of doing next year we've just taken a year so he can do whatever he wants and he's just picking courses as he likes but they're all online so we can just up and go and travel 
fit things around our our work and our studies. And the, very, the same with my business. I built my business with that in mind that it had to fit around my family, not my family fit around my business. And I think starting the business with that in mind has made a big difference. So I can run the Wonder Mom Success Club on about 10 hours a week, you know, 10 hours a month, and get everything set up and produced for that. And then everything else kind of slots around. There's nothing that I have to really do at a specific time, you know, every day or whatever. It's all flexible. All right. Wait a minute, Joe. I have to stop you. I want my listeners to hear this. You run your business on 10 hours a month. Yes, the membership. Tell tell us how that works. So I am... if you haven't already realized, I'm a bit of a productivity nerd. So I <laughs> I have to make sure systems and I've got templates for everything. So really, now that it's been running for a while, I know how long it takes me to like, get on a guest expert, record it, get it all set up, uh, set the emails up. I've got a system, I've got a checklist that I use in Asana and I just go through and I'm like, yeah, done that, done that. And I bulk create and I will batch time. So on a Monday, once a month, I will sit down, I'll write all the emails for the month, I'll write all the social media posts that I need specifically for that month, posts that are going up in the group, set up the uh, masterclass for the month. Basically, I just... So it takes me a while to get the guest expert on because you know what it's like getting going back and forth and finding a time and da-da-da. Record the interview and then get that all set up technically is perhaps the longest that stuff takes because it has to be done over a while. Um, but then like the, the emails and social media posts and all that sort of stuff can be bulk done. And I've got templates for it all. So it's just a matter of switching out. This is the guest expert putting that bit of information in. This is where you find them. So it doesn't really take long at all. And I could just pass it over to my VA to do if needed. But, you know, it doesn't take me that long. So I kind of like to sit and do it. That's amazing. So how long did it take you to develop those systems? Um, I would say, realistically, um, maybe six months of finding, finding the groove, finding the right thing, and knowing what it is that my uh, Wonder Moms wanted. Um, so it's changed up I've changed it quite a bit since I started but yeah I'm now setting up a new membership which is for its educational um, virtual escape rooms and it's taken me a while to set the whole thing up because I'm doing it in mind that there's got to be a template in place so that it's really easy for me to be able to run that alongside with the Wonder Moms and alongside with my mastermind so yeah, same sort of thing. There's got to be a template. Uh, just drop in the new information each month and that's it. That's amazing. I'm also big. That's a, that's a CEO mindset, though. I mean, that's what my homeschool CEOs do is we have to template things and yeah. we have to make them efficient. Otherwise, we can't do everything that we're doing. We would be burned out and exhausted all the time. So we have to be efficient. A lot of times when moms come to me and say, Jen, I just can't manage it all. 
most of the time it's because they're not streamlining their business and we have to put SOPs in place to say, this is how we do it. We do it same every time so that you get fast at it and you get efficient. So I love that you brought that out. Interesting. So you're in Japan and you're homeschooling your son, running your empire. What challenges have you run into this particular year? So uh, for anybody who's listening to this after the fact, we're in the middle of 2020, in the middle of, you know, hopefully winding down in the pandemic, but still very much in the middle of it. Um, What unique challenges have you faced this year? Um, This is going to sound pretty awful, but I've had a better year this year than normal. Because I homeschool, because I work online, because I set my business up to work around whatever we're doing, when the whole lockdown and everything like kicked off, nothing happened. You know, it was the same as usual for us. It was get on, do our work. It, like our daily routine hadn't changed at all. We did have a time where my husband was working from home, but he just like hauled himself upstairs and that was that. There wasn't much difference there apart from cooking an extra meal. So really, we didn't have that much change. I did have more workload because suddenly... I had friends, like entrepreneurial friends, who were having to homeschool or school their kids from home rather than homeschool. We're suddenly like, Joe, how do we do this? Can you come and talk to my community? So I was suddenly doing lots of interviews and podcasts and things because people wanted to know how to do it um, without going insane. (laughs) But really, a lot of it, um, because the way I've got everything set up, it didn't really impact us. What it did do meant that we couldn't go on our holidays to to Taiwan. We were all booked up to go. That was all cancelled. And normally we spend the summer in Europe and we weren't able to do that either. So I've struggled this year because it's been really hot and it's really humid and I am not a summer person. And so being stuck inside um, for the whole summer has been really hard. But that's. And the grand scheme of things, that's not such a bad thing, really. <laughs> right. Yeah, we we had a similar thing, though. You know, as far as obviously homeschool CEO is exploding because we're online. We're, I mean, we just are we're in the right niche for this time period. But, you know, I already worked from home, so it didn't really affect me as much. What same thing with me, though, it just added more workload to me going, how do I figure out, how do I help all of these other entrepreneurs figure out how to homeschool and run their business? So what are some key tips that you give to new homeschooling parents? Um, Routines. I think the sooner you get routines into place, the easier it'll be for you and the kids. Setting up your home so your kids can be independent, so they can get their own snacks, they can get their own drinks, they can get their own workout and put it away. Um, and having some kind of system for that and getting the kids involved with helping around the house they help with the home you know cleaning or laundry or whatever you know my son helps me in the mornings and it doesn't take long so we started our interview at eight this morning but we've already done the cleaning for the day so you know we just conquer what is what's the expression um, divide and conquer Yes. So yeah, um, I think that, and my son is really into cooking as well. So he cooks maybe one or two meals at night during the week, and he'll sort himself off with lunch as well. So that's and he's done that since he was 
maybe six or seven. And so that's, yeah, get them into cooking. <laughs> Because that takes a lot off my plate. <laughs> yes, cooking and cleaning. If our yes. kids just cooked and cleaned, we would be, we would have so much less things to do. Yes. That is amazing. All right. If you could leave our listeners with one word of advice that you've learned over your homeschooling and entrepreneurial experience, what would it be? Ooh, um, I think forget the whole work-life balance. Forget balance completely because balance puts a lot of pressure on you and it's really difficult if even sounds difficult balancing things sounds difficult so if you throw that out and instead embrace flow because when you when things flow it feels easier like just the word balance and flow next to each other flow feels easier so go with the flow flow with going from work stuff to homeschool stuff to house stuff, flow back again and allow things to flow rather than trying to balance things. I think that would be my. Wow. That's, that might be one of the best nuggets we've had. That was so wise. And I know my moms are going to love that. All right, Joe, tell our audience where they can connect with you online. So if you just put Jojo Ebby, which is J-O-J-O-E-B, B for B, I, um, into Google, I'll come up everywhere. That's the name of my website. All my social media handles are Jojo Abby. Um, so you can find me anywhere with that. Um, yeah, that's the easiest way. Perfect. And we'll be sure to put those links in the show notes too. And reach out to Jo. She's amazing, you all. I talked to her on Instagram. I love her. Highly recommend that you connect. All right. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been great to uh, chat with you. You know, I've never been to Japan, but after just interviewing Joe, I really want to go visit just to spend the afternoon with her. She was that cool. I loved what she said about being in flow instead of balance. What a perspective shift. I want to know what your biggest aha moment was. So would you do me a favor? Send me a message on Instagram and let me know what your biggest takeaway from this episode was. I would love to connect with you. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode. I love just talking with you every single week and I will be back here next week. See you then. Hey friend, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And for more information on connecting with other homeschool CEOs just like you, be sure to check out our website at www.homeschoolceo.com. And as always, Team Homeschool CEO, you ladies inspire me. Thank you for always showing others what is possible. You guys are awesome. See you next week.